Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The spring has arrived. But hey, let's do, let's do a proper intro. Let's act like we're professional. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Dez. I'm Stephen. <laughs> I'm Joanne. I just, I just, I was kind of kidding, but anyway. So, so today, uh, for, for our listeners, today we did say in advance that we were going to talk about uh, getting older and also like what we've been sort of watching and reading throughout the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're gonna? Do, are we gonna stick to that? Are we gonna be that professional and actually stick to that? Yeah, yeah I'll we'll start. Try, we'll I'll give start. It a go. Go on, you start, Joanne. Okay, so <laughs> no, no, no. I thought of Joanne and friends. <laughs> <laughs> By the funny. way, the funniest, I was a Joanne fan who sent me a, 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 an idea for the name of the show called, uh, instead of Snap, Crackle and Pop, it'll be called Snap, Crackle and Posh. Oh, that's very good, oh. actually. That's very I'd good. Use that for a show. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That is a good title. I like it that. Is. Yeah, it's yeah. a good one. Because snap, snap, Crackle and Pop to me was just like, yeah, it's just it was just something missing. But snap crackle, and po- snap, crackle and Posh is pretty funny. That's good. So I've started watching, re-watching all the Sex and the Cities. Have you ever oh, watched wow. it? Yeah, I used to love it. Ah, uh, you know. It's... Yeah. I, I used to watch it when it was on. The but I was best never, uh... program ever made. Honestly, that Arrested Development, Game Face, and there was... Oh, and Fleabag, Ovs. They're the, honestly, it's the best show ever made. I feel like they're my friends. I get great comfort from them. And they make me feel like warm and like there's nothing bad in the world you're definitely a bit of a carrie bradshaw joanne not really no she's a she's a sex you love you love the you love kim cattrall right fucking love kim cattrall she's the best character she's a fucking whore (laughs) (laughs) how dare you how dare i i know you know i'm kidding positive Des. Just oh, she, like she is. She is nowadays. Nowadays, have you? Have, at the I, I, time, she was. I remember looking at her, going, "Oh my god, how is she getting yeah. away with this?" But she's so funny, and it's just the best show. And I'm so sad that her and Sarah Jessica Parker had that big fallout. And now I know they're not really mates. It's kind of ruined it a little bit for me. Did but you I'm ever on- see her? Yeah, but don't let don't let reality yeah. get in the way. Did you ever see her in a film know? called Porky's? No. What's Porky's? Uh, was Kim Cattrall and Kim Cattrall and Porky's? I'm pretty sure it's her. There's a sex scene in the gym. Um, uh, when all the lads are working, it's it's a crazy film, and man, is it! By the way, that raunchy. that film is the opposite of sex positive. That that film is like a Me Too revisit of like, holy yeah, shit, yeah, it's this weird. is really problematic. I've never heard of it. I watched I watched that ah, when I was in school. Or your time, yeah, yeah. Thank God, it's a, it's an ancient movie, but it's um one of the lads got me onto when I remember when I was in school. But there's a sex scene with her and the gym instructor upstairs in the jock strap room and she gets turned on by the smell of jock straps and she starts sniffing them and then they start riding and Ma- it was like you obviously don't see it's not porn but Ma- she's a- she's some actor <laughs> she's amazing she's an amazing oh, actor isn't stuff. she yeah like she's all po- the sex yeah. scenes yeah kim stuff. cattrall kim cattrall is in porkies yeah. yeah so here's the funny check thing about that scene porkies. out joanne <laughs> i'll have to yeah so here's the here's the funny thing about porkies uh when i was i don't know i guess nine or ten 
I went over to, so I was the youngest of my friends in our little neighborhood group. And the oldest, I guess, was about five years older than me. So I guess I was about 10 and maybe nine. I went over to Nick Giacakis's house and they were watching Porky's. And Porky's was like the quintessential, like a dirty movie of, of my childhood. And I, I watched it for a bit and I felt so guilty. And when I came home, my mother was like, what's the matter? I was like, nothing. She's like, what, something up? And I started like crying, saying, Mom, I watched Porky's. <laughs> <laughs> I, I admitted it. Wow. Was she pissed off? I can't remember. I, funnily enough, the, 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 the memory of her reaction is gone. I just remember the guilt of being like, oh my God, I've watched one of these, it's one of these dirty movies. Is it filmed? Yeah. Gonna- but the thing about Porky's that's problematic is that there was just a lot of behavior that we now know is unacceptable, like... Uh, you know, like filming women that's when, when, they're, not in the, when they're in the showers and, you know, and stuff like that. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. peeping Tom stuff. Yeah. It was set in just, the fifties, was it? I can't even, dude. I like mm. I, I were talking. It was like the mid eighties when I was looking at this yeah. thing. It was the eighties. It was an eighties dirty movie. You know, like eighties dirty notes. comedy. No, because I was just thinking. <laughs> I, I rewatched Basic Instinct. Uh, oh yeah, months ago, and I was like, I remember watching it before and thinking nothing of it. And you rewatch it, and there's basically like a rape, se- like a rape scene in it. She's like, No, no. He's like, You want it? You want it? It's like you'd never get away with that now. You'd never yeah. get away with it now. Oh, a lot of stuff that a lot of stuff that you could revisit. You know, I know. I know, especially the 80s. The 80s was real, like, hostile sex. Like, it was real violent sex. Mm. Anyway, I heard. I was four. But anyway, um, so I'm rewatching Nine that. Nine and a half weeks. What else? What oh, yeah, reading? all this. I'm, re- I'm reading something. A friend of mine, I'm reading a book called The Choice. A friend of mine told me it would change my life. But it's actually just about the Holocaust. So I'm like, it's not going to change my life. I don't know what she was on about. Something about the power of the mind. I don't know, whatever. I'm going right. to dump it fairly soon, I'd say. Right. And then I posted huh. about it, and loads of people were like, "Oh my god, I, it's amazing!" I, 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 I would, I would question the career advancing uh, possibilities of raving about Sex in the City and then dismissing the Holocaust book. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I did not dismiss the Holocaust. <laughs> Just to be, for clarity, I did not dismiss the Holocaust. What I said was, she was like, you have to read this book. It's going to change your life. And I I love a bit of like pop psychology, a bit of a self-help book. Yes. And the book is called The Choice. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to make me a better person. It's going to make me less deranged. And then I read it and I was like, it's just about this woman surviving the Holocaust. It's very moving, but it's probably not going to change my life, is what I'm saying. I was sold nah, a dud. Of course I was. I was bled up the garden path. Good. Yeah, so you, so you're not so you're not enjoying it, which of course is, is totally fine. I I haven't heard I haven't heard of it. I haven't read anything. I'm not I'm I'm not reading. It's hard to concentrate, actually. To yeah, be yeah. It really is like because you're in a constant state of like flicking through the internet basically all the time. That uh, yeah, it's hard to. Yeah, plus I just find it hard to care about anything other than the pandemic. Yeah. like like I keep trying to care about things other than the pandemic, but it just doesn't. It just doesn't happen. I mean, I'm watching normal people, but we can't even talk about normal people because it just I, I've just done so much. Plus, it hasn't finished on RTE. Somebody posted about the last episode. Oh, anyway, I watched the first episode and was, and then I realized that like I've nothing against Lenny Abramson, but it was another episode. It was just looked like what Richard did again. The way that all that vibe, and I was just like. <sighs> I just wasn't oh, interested. Wow. Jesus, that's a big dismissal. Well, as it turns out, for our listeners, I interviewed the casting director of uh, of uh, Normal People. Would be an independent episode in the future? Yeah, I, I I talked to Louise Kylie about the process of. Oh, 
of picking those guys. Joanne, I knew that actually. She can't everything. Did you? Yeah, we were in college together. I did yeah. Louise's acting course. She does. She does like an acting course. Yeah, and I did it because I can't act, and it was becoming a problem because I was starting a career as an actor, and um, I got this. I got this part in um, Women on the Verge. Do you remember Women on the Verge? It was I remember this by name. What was that? It was Sharon Horgan, and I can't remember the woman she did it with. It was set in Ireland, and it was about four women who were on the verge of various things. And um, I was a wedding planner. And the woman who cast me, her name was Anna. She was She's an American director. And um, I think she just liked me as a stand-up, to be honest. And uh, then when I did it, the whole day, she just kept saying, you have to look like you're listening. Can you act? Stephen, you can act, can't you? Yeah, but that's what I started doing before comedy, yeah. So do you, can you look like you're listening? Yeah, you just have to be You, you have to be listening. That's <laughs> no, the trick no, of auditioning. No, no, there's way more to it than that. She was like... She no, I know, to... I know what she's saying because that's what the, the inexperienced actor in an audition doesn't realize. They're just thinking about... They're the just thinking about their speaking. lines. They, yeah, they, <laughs> so, they forget that you have to react to what's going on. You know? I was yeah. like... <gasps> And then I was doing these huge reactions and all, and, and there was a cut, cut, again, <laughs> again, cut. And like what happened to me on Republic Italy, most of the scene is just the back of my head, because obviously they just couldn't use my face. I let everyone down. I can't look like I'm listening. I don't know how to do it. Because, Joanne, you don't know how to fucking listen. You're so fucking in your own head. That's like, you, you, you're so in your own head. <laughs> I should be able to fake it. Like, that's the point of acting. I should be able to... I was like, should I just do this with my hand? It was, a, All right, it Joanne, was awful. Let's, it was let, awful. Let, Joanne, let's practice it right now. What? Let, let, let's practice a scene where... <laughs> where I just don't say anything. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It, actually, it won't, it won't work for... It's not at the suggestion of it. I'm not saying I, anything. You're fucking joking <laughs> me. <laughs> but anyway, that's why I ended up doing Louise's acting course. But I still can't look like I'm listening. I just don't have it in me. It's auditions are tough. I mean, the, the, well, Steve, actually, Steve, you talk about it. You do a lot more auditions. Well, it was, ju- it was just more... Um, Oh, we! I was very lucky to get in with this like film filmmaking collective in the factory, and now it's like Bow Street Acting Academy. Louise actually came in, and did a couple of classes, but it's just all about um, you forget about the lines, you kind of absorb it, and then you kind of just do it, and the natural, it's all natural reaction. You you don't have also you've done like a lot of stage work and stuff like that. Like that's com- it's completely different. Yeah, you have to rain all big. in. Stage yeah, yeah. is all big, and let's. I remember Louise being like, "The camera has to find you. Like exactly. you can't be you gunning can be, for the camera. You kind of have to look like you're absorbing everything." And we were lucky because in the factory, like we would shoot a scene and then we'd go watch it in the cinema screen next door for the whole afternoon. And at the start, it was horrific watching yourself that big in the screen because everything you're doing is like, "Oh my god, that's too much. That's too much. Too much. Too much." Yeah. But then you you learn how to just do. Honestly, it's such a cliche, but you do nothing, and it, that's yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, mm. anytime I've helped people do their auditions, I've been shocked at how little they do. Mm. You know, yeah. Like, oh, so you do like a little eye flicker. Just fucking talk. Yeah. little lift to the eyebrow. You watch Bra- Brad Pitt, for example. He all, he loves to eat in the scenes because it makes... it make, So he throws every line away. So he's, he's eating and he's doing something else and blah, blah. And it just all looks natural because he's actually concentrating on the eating. But yeah, it's then the that, conversation that, happens. That he'd love, that's his thing. He loves to eat in the scene. There so, you go. Um, Try eating something the next time. Seriously, Joanne, come on. That article was very interesting. You know, you're talking yes. a lot about you're talking about a lot about getting older in that. Uh, what article? The oh, thing the, the friends, the male friends thing. Yeah, but you were talking a little bit about getting older, which I liked. Oh yeah, my unfertilized eggs. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I was thinking that that's a good thing to talk about because I can't really I can't 
like when I talked to Katie on the shift, I can't really talk about that because she hasn't gotten older. I'm not saying you got, you know, <laughs> but we're older. We're older. You're Fuck 10 years older than Katie. You. I'm fucking old. I'm older than you. I'm just saying. I know. You're you right are. about it. You're fucking I'm right about woman. it. I'm not supposed to age, Daz. We can't talk I, I, about it. I understand that, except that you're writing about it publicly. I know. I'm only masking. So, uh, and Steve, too, you have the experience of being being a dad. So mm-hmm. I was thinking, because I'm actually, I, I feel very older in this pandemic because I just cannot break out of my physical ailments. It's driving me fucking crazy. Yeah, your back and stuff like that. Just my back, a fucking knee. Now my calf is tight as fuck the last two days. And I just feel like, you know, you can't get a, you can't get a break. And then you just realize that unless you're, you know, you, when, 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 I, I think when you get over 40, if you're not doing Pilates and stretching and doing this shit all the time, then you cannot be a very active person. You have That's to why I'm set. doing it all. I'm doing it all now. It's prep so that when I hit 40, I'm mint. So I think whatever way you hit 40, that's how your body kind of stays or, or else it takes a shit ton of work. So that's why, well, I'm not now. Yeah, but that's bullshit though. But I mean, like just, just in general, it, there's really a lot of why vigilance. Why is that bullshit? Your body doesn't stay as you are when you're 40. It continues <laughs> to age. It takes, it takes a lot more work. To get in to get in shape in your forties, yeah, hundred like percent. Your twenties, you bounce back, and your thirties, you'll mm, semi bounce back. Bit of work. Forties, you're like boom. It could take you a year to do what it could take you six months to do in your thirties. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But what I'm saying is that the prep that you're doing now is not going to make it any difference. You're still going to have to be super vigilant in your forties. Oh yeah, but it means when I hit my forty forties, I'll be mint. I'm getting it done now. I'm getting. I know, but it'll be gone. It'll be gone. Limber. It, 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 got, it, it goes so fast. Like, that's the thing that sucks when you, as the, the older you get, the more you realize that, like, unless you're so vigilant, it disappears so fast. It's like a diesel engine. <laughs> you just need to be It takes so down. fucking, so long to warm up, you know? A friend of mine has started seeing a lad, he's 36, he's had both his hips done. Oh my God. Wow, that's early. That's Isn't it? it? That's Roy Keane I think it's type some shit, yeah. Sporting thing or something. Yeah, but he yeah, must have I been mean, doing a lot of sports or something, yeah. We are falling apart slowly but surely. Yeah. But I do think the more you do, like I've started training with this guy virtually now. He's kind of like putting me through my paces because I just became like a human sloth. I wasn't doing anything. I'm just getting fat from wine. And all, even like I used to be able to be, I used to be quite bendy. Like I used to do, um, hot yoga and stuff and even that's gone like i'm not as limber as yeah, i was the flexibility yeah the flexibility so and i hate running it's so boring Can't I've, run. St- I've started on uh, hooked on the on the running thing the last few weeks and i am finally getting into it and enjoying it but it's taken me a few weeks to get through but i, I can't get over how like <laughs> i bought some the body and getting older how difficult like i can't go on my knees with my daughter because i've ruined them from football so if she wants to crawl around i'm like i can't i can't go on my knees oh you can't actually do the like pretending to be a horse or a dog or whatever no i can't on the floor like my knees i did my cruciate ligament i can't my knees just i'm just going now i'm straight up and but even stuff like it for me to get to go for a run like it's it's a good hour and a half of me like psyching myself up and stretching sometimes i have to have a shower before the run so i can warm up my muscles warm warm up your muscles man. this is the thing yeah 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 that and 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 then i bought um because there was a couple of days last week it was really hot on the run and i didn't i didn't have actual proper running shorts and so i went online and bought i just thought oh it's really hot and i'm getting these horrible farmer tan lines i'll buy a singlet as well i put the singlet on and jesus christ it was horrific it's looking right. at myself and you had a pot belly just 
just a bit of a belly, just a bit of the, the you know, a bit of the sides hanging out in the wrong way there. It's like, like if I, back I, I, fast. I, I, I wouldn't go look good in a bra. Yeah, exactly. It was oh my God, my back, my back fat is out of control at the moment. Do you remember we were talking, Stephen, about you getting in shape and you were like, we had this chat, didn't we? And you were like, I'm yes, going to get in shape thing. for Edinburgh. That was it. You were like, I'm yes. going to be ripped by the time we get to Edinburgh. How's that going? Yeah. Is it gone? Out the window? Well, um, it, it did for a few weeks, but now my goal is, I've, I've told everyone on my podcast as well, so I'm getting loads of encouragement. I'm trying to, I'm training to run uh, 5K in under 20 minutes by the first week of July. So I'll have to run each kilometer sub four minutes. Um, so yeah, a bit- it's a sub sub seven. That's a sub seven mile. That's tough, Steve. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm running like I ran forty forty four and a half k this past week, and uh, so I'm doing all sorts of different training days. So on a Tuesday I have sprint days. Uh, Tuesday's recovery day so I run 8k for that and then I do a long run on a Sunday which is like about 15k or whatever God, um, thank god you fucking have a partner ready because you wouldn't fucking no woman fucking listen to this boring bullshit you know, <laughs> <laughs> but they want to see the end results the, basically I want to look sexy I'm in joking. that singlet by July that's real running club stuff you know running club people talk about their times yeah. I love your friends um, uh, your man who's virtually uh, training me he's like what can you lift and I was like like, what do you mean? What can I lift? And he's like, what? What? I was like, I don't know. He's like, why do you want to work out? And I was like, I just want to look nice. And he was like, it's all aesthetic with you. Do you not care like about progress? I was like, couldn't give a fuck. Just want you, like you, an ab definition in my legs. I know, but do you don't get any sense of satisfaction when you've been doing something for a while, and then you suddenly realize it's easier. You can do more. N- none of that no. means anything to you. Not really. No. Really? No. I, but one is related to the other, though. I don't want to progress physically. <laughs> no, I know, but one is related to the other. The abs, yeah, like, the abs could come do, from having the strength to do. I the know, things. but if I could do nine squats a day every day and and build up like glutes just from doing nine squats a day, I would happily just do nine squats a day. I've I've no goal, yeah, I've no ambition to, to do a hundred squats. Talk to Vogue about that. You know that the fucking with the with the glutes, like it's really a lot of effort. I know, I know. You got to really. She's in better really... shape than me, and she's twenty eight months pregnant. Oh, she. Is she pregnant again? Months. She's pregnant yeah. again now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, she. So, uh, yeah. But the, the thing is, if you watch those people on their Instagram, they they really the commitment to glutes is is, is immense. I know. It's a, it's a big. You know, it's such a. It's, it's really on. It's really on. It's it's unfortunate actually that the the uh, the the sort of toned but large arse has become uh, yeah. fashionable because it really requires a, it requires a lot arse. of effort. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, a large arse is fairly easily done, but a toned large arse mm. very difficult. There's a woman. It's actually who works- not that easy to have a large arse. Even well, some people just have like an, a badly shaped ass. Yeah, but that's still large. Yeah, but like. And like in the right like, pair of jeans, I can look like I have a huge ass. So there's a woman who works in Dublin Airport who's, I look, because so, I'm in and out of Dublin Airport a bit, well, I was before all this shit. Yeah, and stop, I, stop. And I, I, there's a woman who works in one of the canteens there and her ass is, she's, I, I was looking at it going, what the fuck? She's clearly had implants. Have any of you seen her? You wouldn't no, miss her had a, She probably had a BBL. What's a BBL? A Brazilian butt lift. Oh, bingo. <laughs> that's the yeah, new, had a that's, the new, that's the new fad. But it um, looks mad. Like it's mad looking. Yeah, like but that's, that's get, a fashion. That's that's what Kardashian has. Yeah, yeah but they, their ass is real. No, they're like not. This no, woman, Kim's not. It's Kim's a Brazilian butt lift, Joanne. No, it's not. Uh, well, Joanne. It absolutely is. They've all had How work, Joanne. Joanne, Joanne, just so you know, like, just so you know, the Kardashians have all had work done on their asses. They've all had BBLs. 
The youngest one has had like millions Joanne, worth I can't of work even, done. I can't believe that this is a, a revelation to you. They're like, they, they've all had BBLs. You I can't get it. that ass. But the, remember when she got her ass x-rayed on Ellen or something? And, the, and she was like, doesn't oh, no, matter I'm... x-ray because it's a fucking BBL. It's her own fat. <laughs> you got so It's her angry. own fat. <laughs> they've got it on. It's not anger. It's New York. <laughs> the, um, always say that. But that's what's going on in my world. Because my, 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 oh, I my... love a BBL. Well, my girlfriend would smash well, me at all her exercises, but all she's doing at the moment is Instagram, girls' arses, showing them to me, going, what do you think? Do you like that one? Do you like that? She's, that's what she's working towards, the whatever ass that she wants. But my buddy, my buddy out here does them. My buddy do. out here is a plastic surgeon. He's actually the main BBL guy in New York. I had him on the shift. He's been on the, he's been on the other podcast so what, talking about work? BBLs. What, how does it work then? They suck the fat out of it. So essentially, you get liposuction in your stomach and your hips, and they... Or, you know, in your back fat, and then they pump it into your ass. Would so you, you Joanne? Yes, I would. You get the fat <laughs> taken out of the areas you don't want it and put into the exactly, area Exactly, and put into your ass. That's yes. a non-brainer. Why would you not get that done? <laughs> no. Well, What's the death I, rate? Who cares? You know, they're, 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 no, they're, they're, there's... There's uh there there's apparently some risks, but I mean like if you get it done by a reputable plastic surgeon, Be I too believe they're sexy. Risks. That's but by the way, I'm not sexy. I'm not encouraging people to get BBLs, but it's a very common and increasingly more popular procedure. I'd love a BBL. Wow. Yeah. Well, there's loads of asses that you've been admiring that have been modified and you haven't realized it, especially in the case of Kim Kardashian. Well, look, I mean, now that you say it, it is suspicious. Of course it's fucking suspicious. How can you be so like so narrow Her and then have this like fucking that, pop out this pop out ass? That's a BBL, man. Because that was the kind of their thing, wasn't it? That they had these huge like Albanian bottoms. Like it was kind of unusual. Like there was J Lo, she was tier one, and then there was fucking the Kardashians. But like I honestly think if I'd had those around when I was younger, I would have been much more happy in myself. We just had like little rakes. Little skinny malinks to look up to. Yeah, well, it's a heroin chic, you know? Heroin yeah. chic. Time. Different times. Different, different trend, Kate Moss. I think I wrote it in that article. I remember watching it. I, I saw a, a magazine once, and on the front it said, hips are back in fashion. Hips are back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thighs. No, it was thighs are back. Yeah. I was like, that's like saying the intestines are back. Like, you can't, that's my body. You can't yeah. just tell me that I have to, like, shave it off, stick it back on. Women are having their jaws shaved and everything. Oh my god! And they don't need it, like. Anyway, well, there's, sorry. Loads of, there's loads of surgery. We'll get somebody on to talk. We do a whole episode on on. We on could the do a live BBL on me. I bet they're very expensive. <laughs> they're expensive, but I can get my guy in New York to give you a BBL. But they, they also, by the way, I'll they don't just fat. do they don't just do BBLs. You can get you can get a tummy you can get a a, a tummy tuck with a BBL. So I'll give an example. So. Steve, you can doctor. get the talk. I'll get the BBL. How about that? <laughs> no, no. So, so this is how this is how rudimentary some of the surgery is. So, Doctor Shulman was doing one where this woman was quite, quite, you know, she's a little older, quite large, and uh, she wanted a BBL plus a tummy tuck. So, you know, there's loads of extra flesh when you get all this fat taken out. You got more skin than you need. Oh, so he doesn't just he doesn't just take the fat out and inject the fat. He also removes like two inches of skin. So he, I've, I watched I the operation. I can make a cape. I, I watched the video of the operation. And so it, in the video, he describes it. He goes, so you see, and he just shows this lump of human flesh. He's like, you see, so this is what I took off. And it just looks like a belt of, of human flesh. Oh, my God. This is what I took off. So now what I'm going to do is I'm just going to lift up this. Uh, I'm just going to lift up uh, uh, this flesh like a pair of jeans. And he just pulls up the flesh 
uh, you know, up to the new spot and then sews it up and then uh. fills that shit up and then she has a perfect ass and all her fat is gone. Wow. And the belt of the skin is? In the bin. A jockstrap. In the bin! <laughs> yeah, the, the, the skin's gone. It's over. She'll, that, that skin will never be, be part of her body again. Is the scarring bad, I wonder? So I just hide this. Which I just I like to hide the scar right under the bikini line. So for that operation, the scarring's quite a lot. But for a normal BBL, there's not there's not as much scarring because it's just a, it's just an incision to suck out the fat and an incision to to inject the fat. And literally, when you watch him injecting the fat, he just has like a like a long prongy thing, and under on his feet is actually the pump, and he's just like he literally. You watch him; it's like it's like he's hoovering their ass, but it's the opposite. He's actually filling it up. And he's just like, and just just pumping fat, and then he he literally just manipulates the fat around with his hands and just like shapes shapes this uh, shapes like a perfect butter. ass. I yeah. know there's like um, feminist kudos to like getting nothing done to yourself and like keeping your body as it is, but I'd actually love to have it all ripped apart and put back on upside down and inside out. Really, but really? See, don't you don't you get concerned though? Don't you get concerned that that no. that. that that one well, though. Let me finish the question. The don't you get concerned <laughs> that that's tied into body image shit? Can actually you can go down a dangerous path. Like that's how people end up with fucked up heads. Yeah, I know, and I don't want a new head. I actually quite like my head, but I, I'd love. Yeah, but my- you know what I mean. It's like you 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 you. You think you're seeing what you're seeing, but you're not really seeing that. I know. It's like panel beating. Do you know what I mean? You're like, it starts at a little tap, 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 tap. And next thing it's like a creme brulee and (laughs) there's like organs spluttering out and everything. But I would love, I think it's because I'm very susceptible. Like I'm very susceptible to the internet and like I take things on and I like, I like I've a, I'm spongy so like the more I look at something I'm like oh yeah I want that I want that I want that and I do love that kind of aesthetic of like the big tits and the big ass because it's sexy also it's obviously like some sort of internalized misogyny well, but I do you think get it's a, sexy why don't, why don't, well possibly yeah, but I, I don't know but a lot of these pressures seem to come from females yeah I mean totally well like males as well like it's not it's not just it's not you can't like say it's one or the other it's both yeah so why don't you just get a boob job then? That's just so much. So that's been around forever. Yeah, I know. I might get a boob job. Which, which you know, independently, somebody will take that clip up and look at these sexist pigs on the fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Des Bishop says, "Why don't you just get a boob job? Got to go fund me. Do a go fund me for my BBL and a tit job." <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only thing with so the, Steve, the only thing with the tit job is they're too obvious. That's all I'd say. Well, they they're better. They're better. I tell and you. Apparently, I, they feel I, I had, terrible. No, what. I'll, let me tell you. I'll tell you all about them. I felt them all, but uh, the, the, the 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 more recent ones are way better. Like the more recent ones, I I, I was dating this one woman, half Dominican, half Jewish, mm. and uh, she, her fake tits were amazing. Like really? literally, felt great, looked great. It was just like fucking really good. You know, wow, that's what I want. They don't feel that bad. You know, uh, some of them can be a little bit overdone, a little bit firm, but... I the, thought they the, the were best... felt like those boxing... Ba- Do you know those, like, they were just, like, rock hard? Have you never felt... Have you never felt fake tits? No. I don't think I don't think I have either. I, I have been with a girl who, the poor thing, she was she had to get them reduced. Um, oh, yeah, breast reduction. Very yeah. common procedure also. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. <back>. Desmond. <laughs> um, so she had to get... Her, so they weren't fake then. They were just... Her own no, they were just so, they were so big that she yeah there was like it was breaking yeah it's her trouble back, with her back basically. yeah, yeah. So smoke bitch <laughs> no, I'm kidding well, Steve let me let me ask you this Steve would yeah. you would you get liposuction um yeah I've definitely I kind of don't want to but I I get it because I watched Louis Theroux get it done because uh, yeah, he didn't want to Louis Theroux Louis Theroux fucked it up for everybody yeah why 
Because he put it in our heads. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know he had it done. <laughs> yeah, it led to a, I had a conversation. I won't say which comedian, a very well-known comedian, saw that. And that began, that began my obsession with why wouldn't you get liposuction? Mm. Yeah. I know. So what did you feel after watching that? I just felt Actually, like... Actually, describe it. For the listener, describe it first. For those it's like, it's it. basically, there's a tiny inci- incision done. It's kind of a bit weird. There's a tiny incision done, and this like little straw-type tube, the doctor sticks that into into the belly, basically, and he basically hoovers around. You can see the whole thing moving yeah, it's around. the same the thing belly. I was just describing. Exactly. It's under, under the skin. He's just going... <laughs> and you can see it all being... All the visceral fat going out. Suck and that it's just fat like, right mm. out. And and Louis like yeah that was great I'm skinnier <laughs> it's all gone yeah um, so like it's a Dyson like, yeah it's like fuck it's funny how that's one thing I've noticed as I'm older like literally even in this last week buying that singlet how men well certainly me anyway I'm super conscious like I used to have a great ass like it's gone I don't know where that that happened and you know yeah and then the belly thing and Listen, all that man I. I used to say, you know, years ago, I would, I would never, I would like, I would never even ponder like a facelift or liposuction. But like, I, I honestly, I fight with myself all the time. It's like, why, why would you just not get lipo? Like, I, 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 I really can't. And, but you're and people so like, no thin. Way. It's not about being thin. It's about getting rid of the fat in the in the awkward spot. It's about not feeling self conscious when you take your no, top off. No, so essentially, essentially, it's about getting rid of the back fat and the spare tire. And really, to be honest, after they suck it out, you're ripped. Mm. You are ripped. Yeah. Now I want to get it done. <laughs> Sorry, Joanne, but but the, but here's the thing about lipo that's good and bad. The good thing is that you know. Those fat cells are gone. The f- you don't get fat back in those areas. Bullshit. No, Google. Just, just Google it right now, Joanne. Just go ahead and Google it while I'm talking, right? I assumed so, you could put it back on. Yeah, yeah, but the, this is now here's the negative. You're still taking in this stuff, so the fat gets stored elsewhere. So sometimes you can get abnormal fat deposits in other areas, which is which is why some people end up with like problematic lipo. So it's not without risk. So, like, where, where, where can it gather in a dangerous sense? Where, no, wherever there's fat cells. So, like, so y- you just won't put fat back on. Let me, you know what? You, you guys chat away. Let me, let me give you, because, you know, I don't want to misinform. Let me give I've you the Googled official. It. I've Googled it. Once the fat is removed from an area, it does not grow back. Yeah. Wow. But the thing is that you're still taking in calories. So, you, 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 fat can deposit sort of too much in other areas yes like your fingers i, I think i th- i think um kathy griffin nearly died getting lipo um, i remember back because she i remember that something awful happened to her when she was and um, after she'd lipo she recovered really bad like found it really hard to recover after like no, there are definitely people can overdo it i don't want to speak oh no there's definitely dangers but i uh, and I, I look, by the way, I'm no advocate for liposuction here. I, I I haven't got liposuction either. It's just I saw the stupid Louis Thoreau thing, and it was like, right. So he went in sort of like in good shape, but just had that like mm. you know older yeah. guy dad body. bod, dad, dad bod, yeah, like a yeah. little bit of a dad bod, and then boom, you just suck that shit out, and it's yeah. all gone. You know, oh, I must look and at that actually. I love a bit of Louis. If any liposuction believe that you didn't know about BBLs. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. 
Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Like the lipo is just the first stage of a BBL. Stage two is they just pump it into your ass. It's, a, it's just one extra thing, you know? Imagine. I need to wait till I'm making money. Then spend it all. <laughs> or, 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 Joanne... And I'm you get it for done. BBLs. You get it done live by some Irish uh, company. You know that would be a real career low. I'm not going to lie. Although <laughs> this pandemic, this pandemic goes on, I'll be doing an Insta live of getting a BBL in my bedroom. <laughs> yeah, she she had a Kathy Griffin had a had a botched liposuction. Yeah, and like um, it's gas because you think with someone someone with that much money, how can you get a botched liposuction? Like, how can you get a bad job if you can afford to get the best? Well, what happens often, for example, I know for a fact that, um, sorry, let me say, uh, I, I don't want to say anything just in case, not that, not that I'm going to be sued by anybody, but one of the top female pop stars at the moment has definitely gone too far with the plastic surgery and she's had to have some like emergency fixes, right? Uh, I think the problem is, which is basically what I was alluding to earlier on is you start one and then it becomes a, an unstoppable process. For example, Kathy Griffin yeah. had her nose done at 26. This botched liposuction job happened in her mid-40s. So she was 20 years into plastic surgery. So the assumption, and I'm making an assumption here, would be that you know she was pushing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they, also, they I know that away. I know that even, even simple lipos can go wrong. The, the liposuction is not without risk. Yeah. And some of them look bad. Like I've seen botched lipos because I only got into it a bit because I became friendly with uh, Dr. Shulman through playing golf. And then I started to follow him. And then you follow other plastic surgeons. And then you're just in this crazy world of all these operations. And the, a lot of plastic surgeons post fixes from other bad plastic surgeons work. So then you see, and uh, there is a problem with lipo. Like they suck too much out of one area and then you get these uneven things and it looks it's 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 unsightly one one yeah, yeah, low yeah. handle like <laughs> is dr yeah. shulman is he on instagram is he yeah d- real dr shulman r-e-a-l-d-r-s-c-h-u-l-m-a-n real dr shulman real dr shulman yeah he's one of the top bbl guys in uh in in new york city i love your golfing buddies does oh, who, else some is good the, who else is in the gang anyone else we can use Real Dr. Shulman. Dr. Real Dr. Go Shulman. over. I'll get the BBL done over there and I'll, I'll recover in the Hamptons in your guys. This is how exciting Real Dr. Shulman is. So the, the, the same woman that I was talking about who had the amazing fake breasts um, messages oh, me out of the blue. We hadn't, we hadn't been in contact for a long time. She messaged me out of the blue and she goes, oh my God, you know Dr. Shulman? Oh, because I posted that he was on the podcast. She was like, oh my God, you know Dr. Shulman? Like, please introduce. Like, she just couldn't believe that I knew Dr. Shulman. <laughs> The famous BBL guy. I'm following he, here now. Here's a B- follow him. B- before and after for uh for a BBL. Oh, that's nice. that's a yeah. 
See, just that's just, just just that's just a nice bit of contouring there, just a nice bit of shaping. <laughs> anyway, I'm not I'm not getting uh, I'm not I don't want to be seen to be promoting plastic surgery because it it's you know what I'm not going it can be problematic. I'm not going to say her name because it's I don't want to be scabby. But I was I was on this um actor actress's uh, Instagram the other day who I love and like she's in her I don't know she must be in her she's probably in her late early seventies now, and her face is destroyed destroyed and I was like god is it that at like the more work you do now you're kind of opening a floodgate when you get older because then you look at other actors who like say Helen Mirren or Judi Dench mm. who I wouldn't say have had huge amounts of work done and they look amazing they just look yeah, yeah. healthy they just look kind of like women who are aging very well very attractive um, women yeah great there's an, elasticity there's, a, there's yeah, no me, like let me, lumps let me, let me just, bumps yeah, let me just Am give I you another. Am I screwing myself me, for later me, life? No, let me just give things. let me just give you another description. They've had really good work done. As Ooh. opposed to as opposed to you're looking at people who just went too far. They like they've definitely so, had But a that's good not time. having really good work done. That's they knew when to stop. Well, no, I, look at Barbara Walters. I mean, Barbara Walters had tons of work done, but it it's really good. Mm. It's really good. I mean, she has yeah. she has the the tightness in her skin of a of a thirty five year old. She's like nearly eighty years old. Yeah, it's so dang like your face. You can't get a new face. Although Renee Zellweger did, but I I really liked her new face. She got yeah. a whole new. Face. I, I I think the trick is to just do it right, and uh, some people fuck it up. But I I think the problem is that it's very hard to it's it's very hard to know when that moment comes where exactly. you go over the edge. Joanne, exactly. you're a long way off needing anything. Your face is very young looking like your skin is good fine. Boy, you're grand. Good boy. Thanks, well, I mean, it should have been said 20 minutes ago, but thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> I have to come back in at some bit point. later. <laughs> Actually, do you know what? As much as I, I hate having weight in my face. What are you I, talking about? Yeah. I have a bit of look a blow head. No, you, if you have head. to fucking blow your cheeks out to make your face look no, 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 fat, no. that means I'm your face saying, isn't fat. I'm just saying, like we've all put on, we've all put on a bit, a few pounds during the pandemic, and that's grand, whatever, blah blah blah. That's life. But there's something about having weight in your face as you get older. It actually keeps your face. If you've plumpy, if you've a plumpy face, keeps your face looking young. Yeah, essential. It's absolutely essential. If you've a drawn that's why face, it ages you. Blows out the wrinkles. hundred percent. You got it. You got it. You got it. You got to put the. You get the, the older you get, there's better to be a little bit chunky. Des, would you ever dye your hair? I dyed my hair, Joanne. After my right? dad, no. After my dad died, my mother came over to visit us in Ireland, and one day we we're like, we pass. Um, what is it? Knights Barbers and Stevens Green Shopping Center, and she was like, "You should dye your hair." You know, I was like, I was, I was, uh, still, I was. Uh, Salt and pepper then, you know, like half and half, which I hated. I actually love being gray. I hated going gray, though. It was like a under construction, you know, ground under repair. And uh, so I was like, really? And she's like, yeah, you should do it. Your dad did it once, but he absolutely hated it. But give it a shot. So I dyed it. And actually, the first time when you the first time you dye your hair, it's actually it comes out pretty good. You know, it's like it's like the coarse gray absorbs the color really well. So then I dyed it for like a bit. But unfortunately, I started fucking breaking china 2013 and like after a month in china i was so sick of dyeing my hair and uh my director was like you you gotta you can't not dye it anymore like we have to keep the continuity throughout the series so i was stuck having my mother posting me just for men because there was no like white guy (laughs) 
There was no white guy, uh, white guy hair color in China, except that at one stage, my mother fucking, I, I, I was in the northeast of China. I didn't have a fucking shipment. You know, I didn't, I was, I was down on, a, on, on my just for men. I didn't have one. And so I just said, fuck it, let me try. And I went to a Chinese barber. And it, the color is so bad. And I, I mean, I can see it in the series. The, my hair color is so bad all throughout Breaking China. It's embarrassing. So I have dyed it, but I would never dye it now only because this is the color I prefer. Yeah, it's not, yeah. it's not, it, I mean, I honestly, I actually thought what I do it for the laughter in the pandemic is I just shave it off anyway. But then I was just like, I just really like, I really like having gray hair. So no, yeah. I wouldn't dye it. Yeah. But also, by the way, it's one of the it's one of the rare times where there's a negative stigma on men in that when men dye their hair, it's actually sort of frowned upon. It's kind of considered like a negative. I don't think anymore. Maybe yes, there uh, was a time. No, when it, it is. Kind it of really a is. Link kind really? Of oh, trust thing, yeah. me, I know. I know for a fact that it is because I got so much stick when when I was doing it at the time. I would never think like now. Like there was a time when it was seen as now? vanity, and what, men six, weren't six years ago. Men weren't allowed to engage in vanity because it was seen as like yeah. But dyed hair is still dyed hair is still a taboo. But men dyeing their hair, it's considered like who are you fooling? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like a hundred percent, it's 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 a taboo. It's negative. Women definitely do not like it. Like men have, you know, men have no problem women dyeing their hair. It's not like it doesn't affect them at all. But yeah. women definitely do not like when they see a guy with dyed hair. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's like mm. it's too much grooming. Like there's a level of grooming that we're comfortable with, and then it just gets too much. We don't like a yeah, well, we don't like just, a, a too groomed man. People, you know, like there's just. Whatever reason people decide what's acceptable and what isn't, it changes over time. But there's certainly no positive association with a man dyeing his hair. Mm. Stephen, would you dye your hair? Nah, I, I, I have found the odd grey hair here. Would and there, you brush it maybe you even see, for the podcast? What I brush it. <laughs> 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 Some days I do, Joanne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit wild at the moment. But but um, the thing is that you have you actually have. Uh, the hair color that's very dyeable. You could actually dye mm-hmm. your hair and get away with it. And yeah. I actually told Aiden, when Aiden started going great, I said, Aiden, you should start dyeing it now because then people won't know. I waited too long, so it was too obvious. And a lot so of people get in I, early. A lot of people think, think I do dye my hair but already, like especially when it's wet. If it's ever wet, it's like super dark. People think I'm, I'm dyeing it, but... But you can dye it, Steve. That's all I'm telling you, man. If you don't but want yeah, to go yeah, gray, you, you can the dye silver, it. Like the, the ladies love the silver lock. Not, yeah, but you're not, not going to be silver for like 15 years, bro. You, if you've gotten mm. one or two gray hairs now, you got 15 years before you you got the silver thing going on. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Do you dye, you, do you dye your hair? Is jo- are you frozen, Joanne, or is that your face? She's gone. Oh, fuck. I was wondering why she got so quiet. <laughs> Fucking hell. Like we got a word Joanne, in lost, <laughs> Joanne lost her Wi-Fi. But I was just going to say, it's, it's a pity she's gone. I, I guess, do I have to send her another invite? We can, um, how do you? I'll send her another invite just in case. But uh, yeah, the thing about um, women, the flip side of that, uh, you know, the flip side of that stereotype is that women get judged for letting themselves go gray as if somehow, as if yeah. somehow, you know, as if somehow that's like uh, lazy on their behalf, mm. you know? It's I think like a judgment of why would you have allowed yourself to go gray? I think on both sides, if yeah, dep- it also I'd depends. Like to get on her the, back. Yeah, let's we'll, we'll get her back in. I think this the it depends on the like the style of the individual as well, male or female. If it was a woman who was like, say, for example, a bit glamorous and seriously groomed and nails all the time and all that, then then sometimes they want to have that that their hair color dye that color or whatever. But then with some women just embrace it and it's it can be super sexy i remember 
So now she's Sorry. back. She's back in the room. She, her audio's not on yet, though. She's connecting to audio. She, she's connecting Stop. to audio. What happened Joanne, there, we, Joanne? We lost you. You were stuck, like, grinding your face. Like, <laughs> you were like Jesus, Joanne is concentrating so hard. Yeah, Jesus, she's listening. I was like, that's really good listening, Joanne. That's what you have to do there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The Wi-Fi's a bit ropey here. <laughs> yeah. What so listen, uh, what, 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 what you're saying was that the, the opposite of that stereotype is women get judged very hard when they allow themselves to go gray. Like it's almost considered to be some sort of lack of housekeeping if a woman yeah. doesn't do her roots. It's so true. Unless you're like really chic. Like I've seen some very cool women with like huge flowing gray hair, but they wear yes. like berets and like reading glass. Like they're very cool. Yeah. You know, it's like a Crystal you know it's Carrington. Did, did you guys, yeah. did you watch Dynasty or Dynasty as you no. guys say? No. no. Marie Mullen. No, the, Crystal, Car- Crystal Carrington, she had great uh, gray hair. But yeah, in general, if it's uh, intentional, but yes, if they're if they're if it looks like they've just given up, it looks it can look a bit sad. She's gone. Women again. do kind of. Oh, she's go gone. She's frozen. Sad, really, Joanne, unfortunately, I, I got a, we got a screenshot. This surely to God. Joanne, Joanne's Wi-Fi is. Uh, got to get some. Wow, Joanne, this is going on. Instagram well, we're close story. to we're close to finishing. <laughs> you're, 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 yeah, but the thing I don't is, so we're gonna we're gonna find out what she was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna find out what she was saying because I'm gonna get her independent audio. You know, so we can post that individually on it. There yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah. Hi, Joanne. Don't forget that your audio is still being recorded when you're going into the it mic. Says just so you my know. internet connection is unstable. Yeah, oh. so is your fucking personality. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Too obvious, Dad. That was too obvious. I I know, but what are you going to do? It's just there. Low hanging fruit. So listen, Joanne. Before you get lost again, but but don't you that that is a double standard though. Like men get made fun of for dyeing the hair, but women are considered somehow to be not looking after themselves. Or you know, I think sometimes people make an association of the association with a gray haired woman is like some like a little bit mad, a little bit crazy. Yeah. They're kind of like the single cat ladies, but like well, unless like, it's like unless it's like gray old woman, you know. But I, yeah, I, I mean, just like know, flowy, flowy gray hair is considered like whoa, she's a bit mad. Mm. Yeah, because women have spent their whole lives grooming themselves. Usually, not all women, but like the majority of women will kind of groom themselves. So when they stop, whereas men don't really do it. So it's like what you're saying. Like men, it's not like men have dyed their hair all up, all up the ears and then just stop. They just never did it. So when women stop doing something, it looks like you've given up, like you've just let yourself go, like you've just gone, fuck it, it's not worth it anymore. Yeah, but and the women, they say, sh- they say women dress for other women and women, like women like to be admired by other women, more so actually than men. Yeah, there's definitely more of that pressure. But, but can I just say that it is cultural though, because in China, it's actually, it's very accepted for men to dye their hair. I mean, they have black hair anyway, so it's actually very dyeable. But, uh, it's 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 really strange. Like, th- there's very few gray-haired Chinese men. It's very mm-hmm. strange for them to let it go gray. But also, like, men in their 40s just gladly sit in the hairdresser in China getting their hair dyed like it's really normal. Like, it's quite odd to see just Chinese men constantly in the barbershop and the, the barber's just putting in the black and they're just sitting there chatting away getting their hair dyed. Like, you would ne- you'd never see that here. Chinese wow. men and women ha- seem to have exceptional hair. Like, exceptional hair. hair. But I remember when I was in um, Vietnam, when I was backpacking or whatever, years ago, and I was blonde at the time and I wanted to get my highlights done. And I found this uh, hairdresser in the Lonely Planet called Tony and Chai. 
right? Tony and Chai. So I was like, oh, maybe they're a, a franchise or like a company of Tony and Guy. They weren't. Went in, they boiled my head. So I was like, I just want the blonde at the top. They boiled, there was smoke coming off my head. I had blisters all over it. It up, My head clumped together like chewing gum. I came home, I lost like two bags of hair. It was a shit show. And I tipped them 50 quid. Or not 50 quid, 50 whatever the fucking currency is in Vietnam. Because I was so embarrassed. Well, let's wrap it up because it's a pity. That's a good story. And she's probably telling it really well right now. We can't hear her. <laughs> well, she's got... We, all our audios are still recording. So we just let her... Speak. No, I know. But we would have had to keep quiet. Yeah. I, I, I don't know when she finished speaking. <laughs> I'll just get another so, screenshot of this. That's yeah. Great. So listen. Um, well, let's, let's go because that was a lot, you know. I was going we still fun. didn't we still didn't come up with a name. I like snack crap on the posh. Uh, the only thing is that I got the impression from from Joanne the other day when she was like, "Let's not go with the three. Yeah. I got the impression that she was thinking, "Don't I don't want to commit too hard to it." Yeah, always she's being not committing, us. Des. I feel that like she's just she's she's waiting to she's waiting to ghost us, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So that's why she was like, "Let's not go with the three. Did you get that impression too? That generic, yeah, yeah. She's like, she's like that girl that I went on the date with, and you think it's going well a couple of times, and then all of a sudden she's like, boom, she's gone. She breaks her heart. Snap, crackle, and posh is pretty funny though. But. Yeah, and the Waffle House was another one that was good. I liked Waffle House, but I didn't seem to get a great response from that. No, I don't like the word waffle because the wa- waffle is actually a negative word. I, I know it doesn't seem like it, but it is a negative word. It sounds like you're saying nothing, you know. Mm. Uh, and I, I feel like often we are not waffling at all. Uh, mm. But um, but I like Waffle House, the Waffle House. But the only thing is that I didn't get, I didn't feel like, and that was nice and collaborative because yes. that was like every, you know. It's open everybody, to other people coming in as well. No, but also like that Waffle came from somebody, Waffle House came from somebody. You know, that, that was like a, that was like an evolution. Like, yes. like everyone's yeah, yeah. got their, everyone's got a, like everyone's yeah. got their hand on that title. Yeah. Whereas like, I don't like Waffle Welcome mm-hmm. to Waffle. That's too negative. But Waffle House is funny because it's a play on words, but it's also like come into the place where we chat. Yes. Know? Yeah. Having a, cu- having a cup of coffee, chilling. Chat yeah, I, I, I'm surprised because I, I, nobody responded. I felt I think like we, we, were just, we were just we were just WhatsApped out maybe at that stage. Too, yeah, yeah. too many ideas. I, li- I like the Waffle House. It's the Waffle House. So maybe we'll put a, like three options to a vote on Instagram to people. I know, but... Look, we fucking democracy gave us Donald Trump. I'm not wild about democracy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, we can't say goodbye to Joanne because she's gone, but she's at Joanne McNally Comedy. Um, Stephen Mullen is at Hello Steve-O. Yep. Uh, beautiful. By the way, Hello Steve-O podcast. Amazing uh, spoken word from the poet Jeff this week and music from Ed Scanlon. Very oh, good. look at you, bro. It's a proper radio show you got. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. He did it. This guy, Ed Scanlon, did a really cool cover of Ian Brown's Fear. It was pretty cool. Oh, hey, Steve, let's finish by talking about the crazy review we got. Oh, shit, which you, man. you got away with. You didn't get a mention in it. Yeah, yeah, I got away with <laughs> it. Like, you were talking about the angry reviews for fridges. I thought you were talking about on Instagram stories. I know. I hadn't seen it. I mean, I yeah. would have seen it because I do check from time to time, but I don't really check because I care about the reviews. Well, I see, I got um, one in on mine, so I was like going just checking them around in general, just kind of getting a feeler as to who actually comments it. Do people get a lot of reviews and stuff like that? And uh, uh, by the way, some woman, um, oh, can't, sorry, I, I'm bad, I feel bad now. I forgot her name. She left a positive comment about my voice on I Apple saw that, yeah. Podcasts. So I started texting her, sending her voice notes for a laugh, you know. It turns out she works for a sausage and pie company, and she's sending me free, free sausages and pies this week. <laughs> Oh, good for you. Yeah, bro. 
So, um, yeah, oh, yeah, we jumped up in the charts review. a bit there. So uh, might as well read it for the crack. Because now I have to edit anyway because I got a f- edit request. Okay. So in for a penny, in for a pound. I think I'll shorten, I think I'll shorten the beginning of the episode. Um, so one-star review. Terrible, distasteful, misinformed, and privileged rubbish. Wow. For such oh, a so such angry. an innocuous conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Entitled misinformed rubbish from Joanna McNally. Yeah, so in I, dogs. Ignorant to animal welfare. I don't even know what the fuck she was talking about. I don't even know what they like like joking around about my new bumping up ticket prices, parentheses, good for you if you can afford ticket prices, treble the cost as others have lost their jobs. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like we're talking about possibly trying to get back to work. And if people want to you know, like yeah. insane, right? It's and like your it's, view on parentheses, why can't they just social distance at shows in China while Des Bishop says if there was a COVID outbreak in the inter, there was twenty people, there's whatever misspelling social distancing rules, it's only twenty people. So comedy before health, shocking, distasteful, and actually plain dangerous. Shame on you. It's like so we're we're not allowed to ponder potential solutions for, for moving forward. And by the way, uh in terms of um Social distancing rules. The idea behind just having a small amount of people in a room is if it so happens that there is one person in the room that does have COVID, it's very easy to trace. You fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, it's so, it's so, they're so angry. And it's just like, who's, who's, who's listening to comedians' podcasts for their, inf- like, for as if no, we're no, a news channel? No, but this is even... just like, this is just like moving forward. What yeah. are the potential way? Moving forward, what are the potential ways to sort of, you know, get our industry back up and running like as if we're not even allowed to like ponder would that be possible yes. you know yes. like a doctor would hear us and say well here's the problems with 20 people in the international or yeah. that is uh that is a low risk behavior that's probably a risk worth taking mm. you know because mm. like it's it, it, various industries have nobody working the comedy industry is a real industry it's like how do you get people back to work but yeah. i would still stand by you know, in a room that normally fits 70 people, if you put 20 people in it, social distance, the, the, the risk is low. It's you know? no, I mean, there's no different there's to any be, other industry. They're doing the exact same thing. It's just, we're yeah, just applying the, the same is, rules. The, the risk the same is industry. low. Yeah. You know, like you got, the, 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 there's definitely going to be a bumping up of risk taking, you know, and I would yeah. consider that to be moderate and worth taking. Yeah. You know, I'm not suggesting putting 500 people into a room. You know, but like what I really comedy like- before health. It's not comedy before no. health. It's one of many things that we're looking at in terms of you know getting getting Future. society moving forward again. That's all. What and I if re- it's a bad suggestion, so what? It's not. It's not a one star review. But by the way, I like one star reviews because I feel like they're almost as good as five star reviews because. It's so they're so mad and angry that that's like good, you know. That's what like I love. It's good about to have annoyed somebody that much. I love that about it because like that's really well into that episode that we were talking about that. So they listened that far into it to get that angry. Like so, just want to say thanks for that uh, review and keep listening to the show. Yeah, <laughs> thank you very much. You know, it's it's amazing that you could be there. So so my assumption would be that either there. The, so here's my assumption of how you end up with a suddenly bad review like that. Right, you can't be a regular listener. Because that would like, yeah, you know, like like suddenly you would give a one star review. So my assumption would be that somebody that didn't listen to podcast, but like follows Joanne, but probably I reckon probably hate follows Joanne. Like that, my, my assumption is that, that that was triggered by Joanne. I could be wrong, but I think it's like a hate follower of Joanne, which yeah, is probably was very like, very attacking on Joanne there. 
Yeah, so I assume that's like a kind of like one of those weird things where they're probably like a fan, but like an obsessed fan, like a hate follower. And uh, they were just dying to just, you know, mm. just, just rip into it, you know? Yeah. But we'd love to welcome you on the show if you want to come on and have a chat. Yeah, you want to come on the show and discuss what you think is the best way forward uh, in this up. first one time in a century pandemic. What you think is uh, is the best way forward for, for entertainment moving into the autumn. Yeah, we'd love to, you love to have you on. Yeah, by the way, because that was a discussion about the autumn. Yeah. You know, that was a discussion about, like, or, or, will you be just as angry when... Uh, restaurants are half filled with people like will, will that make you just as angry mm. will it be will it be food before health you know will you will you be will you be just as angry at any other thing that we try to do and see if it spikes you know just sorry. curious sorry for sorry for trying sorry for pondering the future one star review listener but uh, on the flip side in the flip side since since we're talking about the positive of you being left out of our negative review let me read one where you were left out of a positive review, Steve. <laughs> Best comedy duo, Des plus Joanne equals hilarious. Oh, amazing. Also, that was a good <laughs> review as well. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that, was just a, that was just afterwards. Who wrote that? Des B. Ah, oh, must be somebody with my name. No, no. That was Sammy C. 96. By the way, it was Pertini. Pertini. Both of those, the negative review was from Ireland and the positive review was from Ireland. Pertini. Okay. So, and you know what? I we and who, 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 positive reviews. Um, great podcast. Really honest and guests are hilarious from David Kinlan. Uh, good chats. Great podcast. Uh, and party. Uh, future podcast. Becky discussions are the best. Oh, from the United States of America, but Sligo Bouncer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, there's a lot of you know a lot of positive reviews. We shouldn't just point that. To and the, who was the review by that? Le- the positive review by the left left me out. Oh, that the, the that person's name was Sammy C. Fuck you, Sammy. Fuck. Hey, Sammy C86. <laughs> Sammy C86. Good year. Good year. So what do our listeners think of the Waffle House? The Waffle, Waffle House. House with Dez, Steve, and Joanne. Or Joanne, Steve, and Dez, Joanne, whatever. you know. Whatever it is. Yeah, whatever. The Waffle House. What do you think, guys? Or is Snap Crack- Crackle and Posh? I thought... Snap cra- well, Snap Crackle and Posh is funnier, but, you know, yeah. it, it, is, it is... But it is the answer. I think the Waffle House is good. It's good branding. It's going to look good on a t-shirt. Um, yeah. Yeah, the Waffle House. I, I like it. The Waffle that was House. A good, that good was a good the, collaboration. That was a good collaboration. It's a good you know? Vicar Street show. Welcome to the Waffle House. Blah, blah. You know. Welcome to the Waffle House. We're going to waffle. Yeah. It's a good word. Waffle. Mm-hmm. Waffle. And I think even though it's an American thing, I think Irish people get the, the Totally. Waffle. Well, Irish people love potato waffles as well, so it's all positive, man. Oh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Especially, well, Irish parents love potato waffles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stick like, them in the toaster. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's like fucking get out of a jam. Yeah, like, yeah. What are you having for dinner? <laughs> fucking waffles and beans. <laughs> <laughs> beans, baby. All that shit. I love that shit, man. Oh, so good. So good. Um, all right, man. Let's Okey go. Okey bro. Good to uh, chat. Uh, See leave, leave some reviews, guys. We gotta Peace push out, that listeners. negative. We gotta push that negative review further down. And we got some good apps coming up. We'll figure out. Um, we'll figure out who's gonna be doing extra apps on the pod. But I have a lot of extras because I interviewed Tony Cho in China about how China's getting on. Okay. Cool. And I I uh, I chatted to to, to Louise Kylie. I might just put them up together like a, like a two issue episode. Sweet. Uh, but I'm gonna get this one up asap. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. Bye from Joanne who got lost in a bad Wi-Fi. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, guys. Cheers. Hi. 
This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.